Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Chicken, chicken, bow, wow. I've been singing, you know that TikTok song? Um, chicken and chicken, chicken macaroni and when like a I've never heard chicken of it. Chicken wing, chicken wing, chicken and bologna. Chicken, chicken macaroni. macaroni. I've never heard of it, but, I, but it sounds catchy. Chicken wing, chicken wing, and chicken macaroni. macaroni. Yum, yum, yum. Hi, hello and welcome. My name's Gwyneth Paltrow. Oh, and I'm Ryan Murphy. Oh, I was expecting Chris Martin, but that's the new beau. She's married to Ryan Murphy. Yeah. Have you seen him? No. Have a look. Is he hot? Hot. He's the guy. I wouldn't expect anything else. Him and is it? Maybe it's Ed Falchuk. Maybe he's a. Maybe she's married to the Falchuk guy. I think it is the fat. I don't think it's Ed. Look her up. Gwynny. Wait, hang on. I don't have my. uh, Hey Siri. Telefonino. Who's Gwyneth Paltrow married to? Brad. Brad Falchuk. You know who Ryan Murphy is. That's no. his creative partner, and he's gay. Oh, okay. Jeez. Oh, stuffed it up, but it doesn't matter. He's hot, Brad. Yeah. And they together, not Gwyneth. Yeah. They did Glee, American Horror Story. Ah, right. Okay. That's nice. Speaking of Gwyneth. I read a recent article on on her, hers, that she did on, I think it's on Vogue, UK Vogue or something, and she kind of talks about and sticks up for herself about that whole unconscious coupling and it's actually really sweet and it made me kind of go, I think I was a bit hard on Gwenny. Oh, have you been hard on her? I love her. Yeah, because I'm I'm just like, I just have... Oh. Like, nah, shut, shut really? down. Really? No, I like yeah. her. And in celebration, I decided to try her five-day detox. Oh, that's not good. Um, from Goop. That's not good. And don't. No, I wouldn't. Because. <laughs> I would never. It's really Stupid. bad. Um, actually, some of it's um, inedible. And I'm just going to, I want to share this. Um, this is how it started. And I actually went and spent a small fortune on groceries mm. because I thought I thought I've got nothing else to do and if not it's going to make a good story for the podcast so Did I you thought not learn from Celeste Barber doing it with Miranda Kerr I'm going to go 87 dollars yeah, for, for a, a smoothie, smoothie. <laughs> but she couldn't eat yeah yeah so I thought yeah but I just thought look I'm gonna I'm just not gonna judge I'm gonna go in with an open mind I'm gonna buy the almond butter I'm gonna buy the amino the what butter the almond butter almond butter Almond butter. Why are you calling it that? Just because I like to say it. Almond. You made that up. <laughs> almond. The uh, almond butter. Oh. Almond. How do you say it? Almond. Almond. Almonds. Almond. What, almond butter. Almond. What do you activate? Activated almonds. <laughs> oh my god. Anyway, oh. so I did it. I bought the. I bought the coconut aminos. I bought the, like, all of it. Anyway, and then so I was, like, really excited and I went into my first day and this is this is what I had to make on my first day. I'll put a photo of it up on the Instagram because it was fucking disgusting. <laughs> um, it has – this is – it's called a pumpkin spice and greens smoothie. Um, it's got pumpkin puree. Yum. Uh, 
almond butter. Yeah. Two ounces of frozen coconut meat. Oh, two ounces. That's a lot. Oh, too much. Um, Fresh ginger, cinnamon, cardamom, salt, a date. So you have to go out with a guy. Water and ice. And put him in it. A date. A pitted date. And it literally is inedible. It was so disgusting. um, But I persevered. Some of it was okay. Some of it was... Some of it was actually pretty good. What, the rest of the foods, you mean? Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh. I made this um, amazing um, red curry, like, satay. Yum. And I've still got a lot of that left in the fridge. And last night I made these pizzas with it. But anyway, look, just moral of the story is don't do it. And no, I um, But Gwenny, um, I've come around. I quite like her. Um, she's a great actress, so I don't actually know a lot about her private life. Except for that she's married to a hot guy now. She always marries mm. hot guys. Mm. Mm. Well, she goes out with hot guys and marries yeah. some of them. Yeah. But I don't follow Goop yeah. and I don't want to mm. because I really like her acting and I don't want to ruin it. Yeah. Goop, Goop will ruin it for you. Yeah, I know it will. But yeah. I did see um, a guy I do follow, jo- Joshua, Dr. Joshua, mm-hmm. on um, Instagrams. I like him. He's really big with uh, Jamila, Jamil. Oh, yeah. Um, he and he's all about um, debunking body myths, mm. body shaming, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, diets yep, yep. and all that kind of thing. So Gwynny has just collaborated with a apparently vegan, clean Botox company and he's just done a post on it and said right. there is no such thing. Yes. You are putting toxins in your body in your face. Yeah. Do not pretend that the other stuff is less than what you're doing. Wow. Um, because you're just confusing people and making them feel ashamed for putting the other stuff in their face. Yeah. If you're going to put it in your face, just say I'm putting toxins in my face. Yeah, and she does, clearly. Yes, well, yeah, but you can't say this is the one I use because it's vegan and it's really expensive. Yeah, that's just dumb. Yeah, that's silly. That's silly. That's just shaming other people. Yeah. And he, yeah, so he's good. You should follow him. Mm. Yeah, I should. He's great. Well, yeah, I will. Um, What have you been doing this week while I've been detoxing and getting headaches every day? I put a new desk together. Oh, you did it yourself? Yeah, I did it myself. Good work. It looks great. I've got an office now. So I don't do it at my dining table anymore. Oh, that's good. It's good to have different spaces for different things. Yes. It's good for the energies. So I have Mm. a devoted um, area where I'm podcasting from, Mm. um, where I do my work, my emails, my social media. um, And it's all next to my makeup stand thing what do you call it that's that's right. station your makeup station <laughs> and, my, and my hairs how was pete last week barking at your wig oh my god <gasps> that was so funny i wish we did we i think no i tried no, to get it on get video it. we didn't get it in time yeah because we're allowed to hang out now by the way because it's it's that things have changed and yeah, we're, we're in a bubble we're each other's bubble person yeah. just had to we're say we're bubble boys so last week we could hear Pete barking upstairs oh, and we're like, he? oh, something's up there. Maybe something's inside. And he's not a barker. He's not a barker at all. No. So we went up and he's standing. We could see him standing in the doorway of the spare room and he's just barking. I was too at, scared to And we're like, in. oh, my like, God, there's someone in there. Yeah. We walked in and he's barking at my wig. 
which is on a a dummy. It's on a head. It all, it oh. almost reminded me of like Lars and the Root. It's like a, it's yes. like life imitating art yes. because it was like he was barking at like a Lars and the Real Girl representation. Oh, Pete, oh, you're protecting Pete. us, weren't you? So I watched on your. Um, recommendation. Yeah. I watched the Australian story on Beenham Valley Road. <gasps> oh. I have to say. I'm just going to shut this door. Okay. Oh, Pete's not happy about that. No, oh, mate. Well, I too wanted late. to go out there. No, he was just out there. For no reason. You were just out there. Make your mind up. Um, yeah. It's just fucked. It, it is. really is what yeah. has happened to this woman and is happening to so many women. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, un- it's a two-parter. It is, yeah, it's unbelievable. So watch it on iView, Australian story. Everyone knows it. It's the latest two episodes. Yeah. Um, and the reason that we like it so much, this particular story, is because we had an ill-fated <laughs> podcast demo mm-hmm. that was kind of us goggle-boxing podcasts. Podcast. And yeah. that was one of them. It's, in a, it's a podcast, Bean mm. and Valley Road. Mm-hmm. So mm. tell us a bit about that. Without going into too much detail. Well, it's about a young woman in Queensland, a mother of four children, um, who is uh, – the ambulance is called to her house in the morning. She's unconscious. Um, she's driv- she's sent to hospital. She's basically brain dead on arrival and she's um, airlifted to another hospital where she later uh, ends up dying. But the whole – story is about the fact her body is covered in like 150 105 105 bruises old new yep when she gets when the police get there the boyfriend who they call jason um is saying that she has od'd on her own antidepressants antidepressants, and that he doesn't know what happened and that's it basically Mm -hmm. so um so fair enough the police have they've gone okay mm -hmm. um you say that yeah. We'll investigate this. Yeah. We'll, we'll look into this. The coroner will have a good look at this body. Yeah. And what did the coroner come up with? The coroner came up with the fact that she had died from shaken baby syndrome. So that because when she arrived at the hospital, her mother said the um, doctor said that she had coned. Coned, yes. Which is a medical term for your brain swelling so much that it hits your skull mm. and goes down to your spine yeah. and it was a number three which her nurse brain yeah knew it was too late yeah yeah but her mother brain mm. was going oh that's maybe she'll, she'll, maybe she'll come but yeah. so if she's got the 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 shaken bait, like her brain is hitting her head. It's yep. so swollen. She's well, been yep. beaten so badly. Yeah. Um, they look at her um, results for her toxicology mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. see how many levels of the antidepressants that she apparently overdosed on and what, what was the outcome of that? Normal level. She had a therapeutic medis- Yeah, thera- level. therapeutic level of, of um, medication. So clearly that isn't what killed her. So let's you'd think then, oh well this is a murder maybe. Yeah. Let's let, let's no, do you know Oh yeah, no, because then they're, now they're open, reopening another now. coronial inquest. Now, now seven years. So but I'm going back years to, later. So the police have gone, okay. Back then, yeah. yeah um yeah. she's died clearly not of an overdose. No. So let's interview him mm. and find out what happened. Mm. And he said, I don't know, I was at my mum's. Mm-hmm. Went back to her place, rang my mum and said she's fine 
And I went to bed and woke up at one in the afternoon and she was non-responsive. And the police said, okay. Yeah. Well, that's what happened then. And even, what's even worse is that he he kind of inadvertently blames his sister. Yes, Because they had a fight earlier on in the day and she had hit her on, times. on the head. Yep. And she thinks, this young girl thinks that that's what did it. But clearly it didn't. Um, but yeah, it's just it's a horrific story about domestic violence and just not the police not doing anything, doing anything, anything. And now because of two young guys, ex-police, mm. um, have gone and started a podcast about it, gotten really close with the mother, mm-hmm. um, started getting a huge following yeah. from this podcast because people are like, what? Um, it's set in Gympie. It happened in Gympie in Queensland. The police literally said to the mother, I know you think he did it, but he didn't do this. And they left it at that. I'm so angry. So that who did? Like, so, that, why so that's they fair enough. Okay, to see fine. Who did. So who did? Yeah, yeah, who did? Why? Isn't that their job? Absolutely. What is going on with Queensland police that they didn't keep looking? Yes. That they just left this? Yeah, yeah. Now, it's six years later. Um, and they've just opened a coronial inquiry mm-hmm. into it and it was adjourned. Yeah. So now it's still adjourned. Yeah. And, yeah, and they've actually done another podcast about Queensland Police and another okay. case. Yeah, it's called Who Killed Leanne, Hol- Leanne Holland? And it's a similar thing. It'll make you so mad yeah, about can't. all of the inconsistencies and just mm. the complete balls up that the police did back and and a, and a guy was sentenced and ended up in jail what, that was wrong, wrong that was oh, yeah, yeah wrongly accused and but then the the, the, the killer is still out there yeah so, and probably still doing it yeah and in that story um the you Leanne can tell Holland I love that yeah you can tell I love the murder podcast oh. like you know um makes me so angry though but um in that story the guy that was charged was in jail and then about two weeks later another young girl, 11-year-old girl, is, is found drowned and murdered just just about a kilometre away. So it clearly couldn't have been the guy that they've already got in jail but the, for that one they said it was just something else and altogether. Yeah, it's just – it'll make you absolutely mad um, but the guys who do it, the podcast, the young young guys who do it, do it, they've gotten the help of one of the older policemen that they have on Bean and Valley Road. He's come back to tell this whole story about Leanne Holland and it's so – God, that's so frustrating. frustrating. Yeah, yeah. There's the utter disregard – yeah. Care. yeah. Like they just don't follow through on anything. No, no. And on Kira's case, they just didn't charge anyone. No. They didn't even get the wrong person. No. There's they just didn't this, get it, anyone. It's just They still, just disregarded it. Yeah. Just yeah, threw it away. Yeah, yeah. And that poor I don't, mother They is, need to be sued. Yeah. She needs to sue them for a lot of money. Yes. For And they need to be held accountable. And the four kids that are growing up now without... A mum. A mum. Yeah, it's devastating. Oh, yeah, Let's I wa- shift gears a bit. I watched that and then I did watch the Joel Edgerton Australian story, which is another two-parter, which was brilliant. A very inspiring man. Yeah. Um, and I love a good Australian story. I love Australian stories good. Yeah, I did a I did a marathon the other day and it was so and I just kind of let it play. And um yeah, they, it's it is really good. That's that series. 
Yeah. I also watched this week on Foxtel Euphoria because on Monday we I watched live the Emmys, which was in America Sunday night. Mm-hmm. And the lead actress in a dramatic role uh, was won by the youngest woman ever. How old is she? Uh, like two. Oh. No, she's, um, I don't know, like let's say mm, 22, 24, 24. Let's say young. Okay. Uh, her name's Zendaya. Yep. Or Zendaya. Anyway, she's from Disney. She's from the Disney Channel. Oh. And she's also in uh, The Greatest Showman. Okay. She plays yep. Zac Efron's love interest. You know, have you ever seen that movie? I couldn't watch it. Oh, my God, it's so good. I d- it's so good. You'd love it. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, well, she plays the... You know, I don't like movies that are a farcical. It's not farcical. What does that mean? It's just like too, you know... I like, know. You, did you like Moulin Rouge? I loved Moulin right, you Rouge. You will love this movie. But it, mm, It's very okay. similar. Okay. But... It's um, she, she's the girl that the white man falls in love with, the black girl that mo- the white man falls in love with. And right. there's quite a sweet storyline in that. Okay. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I just remember how – I thought, gee, she's beautiful and she's talented and she can sing. And then – God, she's be- – oh, if you, she was if like you can see her face. seriously beautiful. <laughs> I thought she did all right coming from the Disney Channel. Well, yeah. neck minute. Yeah. She's winning an Emmy. She's gone and done this show. It is so well written. It is yeah. so well directed, well act, well cast. All of the kids are in it. The good thing I did look up though. Yeah. They're all um, high school sen- juniors and seniors. Uh-huh. They're all adults, thank God, because there is some really fucked up shit in this show. Right, right. Okay. That I'm really glad that they're actors that have gone, yep, yeah, I'm okay with playing this. It sounds like... It sounds like you will destroy me. Yeah, it it, it sort of sounds. It a bit sounds very similar. It is a bit similar. I think. Yeah. I think this is a big thing. Like normal people. Like there's all these teenage mm. shows, Thirteen Reasons Why. Yes. Um, coming out that are very dark. Yep. Which I think is frightening because I'm watching it and all I could think of while I'm watching it and I just binged it. It was so good. Yeah, yeah. Was that I am so glad I don't have children, children. because yeah. the shit that they. Uh, not just the drugs and the alcohol, which is so full mm, on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The social media. Yeah. Like the shaming that they can do on such a massive level. Yeah. Because of like nowhere's safe. No. You know, we used to have – our house was safe. Our, there was a gatekeeper, you know. Yeah. No one could get in to no. our home. No. In our safe home. No. If you were bullied, you'd be safe at home. Yep. And even people couldn't – Maybe someone might ring and yeah. do a pranky or something, but you know they're not getting through to you if your mum's picked up the phone. Exactly, and, you know she was the gatekeeper yeah. or your dad. Yeah, and I can't believe how in this particular show, and I don't know what I may destroy you is like. Um, it really explains well the selfie, the naked selfie. Right, like it really right. gives you a really good insight into that and why they do it mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the currency that it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you'll really like it. Like okay. it's such a great 
great show. It's very dark. Yes. So it comes with a warning. Yes. Everyone that is going to watch it, be prepared. Be prepared. To be quite shocked. Unlike when Evie recommended um, The <laughs> Devil All the Time or The Devil All the Time, she's like, watch this movie, watch this movie. Oh, my did God, I have you seen it? tell you that have was you, really dark? You, no, you mm. just went, oh, just watch it. Have you watched it? And I was like, no. And you're like, yeah, you should just watch it. I was like, okay, cool. I'll watch this, you know, mm. popped it on. Last night, holy mother of God. I know. It is so dark. It's so dark. And stuff was happening. And, and like, I don't gasped it. <laughs> I gasped it. Yeah. I gasped it several times. And, yeah. um, you know, audibly, like, <gasps> yeah. It's um, such a good movie, though. And But it's so good. And how good is um, Pat, Pat, uh, Robert, Robert Pattinson? Pattinson. Holy oh. shit balls! Where did he come from? <laughs> Do you know? Because when I first saw him, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to watch him and not see e- Anthony. Have you, Edward? I've not seen What's any his of name? yeah the vampire. Yeah, Edward. Edward, Edward Cullen. Anthony. I even know his name, Anthony. <laughs> Anthony's <laughs> brother, Edward. Yes, Cullen. Uh, I thought I don't know if I'm going to not see the vampire, but holy shit, you, the vampire disappears within like. Seconds. Seconds. Have you seen him do other stuff? <gasps> no. Like he's really chosen no, a really great career. Yeah. Like he says no to – well, he's pretty much said no to everything since yeah. Yeah. that blockbuster yeah. franchise. Yes. And he's been very smart too because yeah. he has proven that he's a really good actor. Oh, but right. the two leads in that movie are English. There's Tom Holland who's Spider-Man. Right. Okay. And there's Robert Pattinson yeah. who is – a vampire. Who's to- which was which one's Tom Holland? He's Arvin. Oh right. Oh yeah. So he's, he's an English oh actor. God. Yeah, like, he's so good. Yeah. And he, they are so yep. good. Yeah, 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 yeah. It is good. It's really good. But just trigger warning because God. And also, just to let you know, interesting. The girl that's in it that plays his younger sister, Lenora. Yes. Yes. She's Australian. She's an Australian I actress. She looked familiar. And the girl that plays the serial killer mm. couple, mm-hmm. which is not ruining the movie, that happens very early yeah, on. You yeah. find that out. Yeah, um, she, that's Elvis Presley's great granddaughter. Yeah. No granddaughter. And when you told me that last night, when I said to you I was watching it, and I said that sent the thing and said I'm watching this, and you told me that, I couldn't not See then it. not I couldn't him. stop seeing Priscilla. Yeah, yeah. You can really wow, see. Wow, you really She's can. She's a very good actress as yeah. well. Yeah. All of the cast in it are really, really great. But yeah. Robert Pattinson and Tom Holland, they really stand out yeah. as brilliant really actors good. of our time. Yeah. Um, anyway, why are we here again? What who, do we do? What's this podcast who? about again? Chick story never repeats the same Tell chick. We do this different chick, chick every, every week. week. And Evie's going to do the chick that's making history right now. It's no. called the chick in the now. Yeah, chick in the now, chick in the now. Yeah, but that's they're making history right now. Oh, they certainly are. And we call it the chick in the now. now. I'd like to introduce you to a beautiful woman called Carmela Contarino. Oh, I love her already. I love that name, Contarino. She's great. Yeah. Now, she's a very good friend of mine. Is she? She lives in London now, but she used to – she's from Australia. She's from Perth originally and she's worked on radio for a very long time and now she's working on, well, kind of a bit of radio, a bit of this, a bit of that mm-hmm. over in London and she's amazing. She has started an Instagram profile called 
Yep. So the fairy tales lied. I've seen this. Do you yeah, follow them? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. very good. It's, is that your friend? That is my friend. Susie. Wow. You'd love her. She's the best. Like she's seriously the bee's knees. She's yeah. one of the funnest people and so smart. Yeah. So down to earth. I love that account. I love But really dry. She's And she's the, one of the most supportive people I've ever met. Yeah, Like wow. she's cool. A woman in an industry that is not threatened by other women in, in her industry. She's yeah. a – she'll get you up. What does she do? Radio. Oh, in radio. Yeah, of yeah. course. She's amazing. Anyway, she has this great profile called So the Fairy Tales Lie where she just busts all the shit. Yeah. She's like, nah. Yeah. But she um, she always puts up, to me, great little <laughs> – um, little just little sayings you know you know things like unfollow people in real life as well yeah yeah just stuff like that yeah. little reminders yeah um be kind to your mind you oh, know just little nice. things that you need to see yeah on a daily basis things like i love carbs wine like three people yeah. <laughs> you go yeah me too <laughs> me too yeah um and she's always posting about women yes and about men who um, are a bit shit to the women. And, you know, the men fairy tales. Don't believe shit. the fucking fairy tales exactly. is basically what she's saying. He's and not she, coming as saviour. And she does great promotion of women for queens, being the fairy tale. Like, this is the princess. Yes. So she'll, she'll put a crown on your head. Yes. And she'll talk about you. So yes. she's a bit like yeah. us yeah. in The Chicken the Now. She'll call you a queen. Yeah. Yes. And tell people why. And you're your own princess without yeah. having to yeah. married into a royal family, which we know all Absolute, too well about. Absolutely. Well, she's lovely and I already follow her. Good. Um, but if you don't, do it. Yep. So the fairy tales lied is the profile on Instagram. Go follow it. It's so good. You will love it. I've got an interesting lady for you today. Have you got a chicken history? Yes. Oh my god! I know. That makes me so excited. I know, right? Yeah, I do. And you know, like it's not going to be a long one. Oh. I've done a quickie, only because I couldn't find a lot of information on her, but Sometimes I really wanted to tell her story. Yeah. So that's fine. Let's just. But we can chat about her. Yeah. We can. For a long time. Absolutely. Well, we've already chatted for a long time. I know, but we can so. chat about the chick stream okay. for a long time. All right. I'm going to talk to you. I'm going to tell you all about a woman named Myra Juliet Farrell. Wow. I've never heard of her. No. That's the whole point. Okay. Tell me, Myra. M- Myra. That's what I said. <gasps> okay, Moira. <laughs> And over to you, Moira. And over to you, Myra. Uh, so Myra was born in County Clare in Ireland. Oh, yes. In 18- eighteen. Entire story in an Irish accent. Old tree. No. No, don't do mm, it. Okay. <laughs> she was born in eighteen seventy-eight, and she was the third of six children to Marcus and Harriet. Marcus is not a name you'd think was a very old one. I Mark. know. Marcus, yeah. Maybe Marcus? It, maybe it was Ireland, like an Irish one. Maybe it's Gaelic. Maybe. Spelt X-Y-A-D. Marcus. 
It's true, isn't it? Those Gaelic love, names. Are just I love how so they spell Neve and Owen. It's, it's, it's and like they. It's Relius. like a. It's like a letter letter raffle. They've yeah, just is. pulled letters out just, of a bag, and, and we're going to pronounce them how we want. want. <laughs> Um, so her family was staunch Protestants, Protestants, Ooh. and they were descendants of the chaplain to William the Third of England. Um, and a lot of her family, extended family, they're all clergymen and um, you know uh, military men and whatnot. So they were all they were quite a respected family. Right. Somewhere around the eighteen. 18- 50s, Myra's father, um, Marcus, travels to New Zealand to fight in the New Zealand Wars. What? Yeah. Wars? I'll tell you about the New Zealand Wars. But consequently, that's where he meets um, Harriet um, and that's where they meet and get married. Okay, so this is before she was born. Before she was born, correct. Um, Now, Harriet is an Australian-born engineer. What? Yeah. So she um, marries – so, yeah, so so Marcus and Harriet get married and then they return to Ireland. Now, the New Zealand Wars yeah. were a series of armed conflicts that took place in New Zealand from 1845 to 1872. That's a long time. Yes, and they were between the colonial government and allied Maori on one side mm. and on the other side there were Maori and Maori al- – Allied settlers on the other side, and it actually resulted in the loss of Maori land. Oh, right. So it was about land ownership yeah. and colonization and, 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 and indigenous people. Indigenous people. Yeah, so, heard that story mm. before. Well, yeah, we've never had a, a war though with our indigenous people, have we? Yeah, there wasn't a war, correct? But I mean, well, the Maoris were a lot more savage. Say it, say it was than yeah. our savages, mm. as mm. they called them. Yeah, yeah. We didn't have. You know, they they were yeah. – you don't fuck with the Maoris. Oh, no. And Hell they probably no. found that out. Good. Um, so when Myra's just two, the family migrates to Australia. Australia. Yeah, they come to Australia. They hop on a boat. Many months later, as we know, the journey takes a few months on the sea. Takes a few people too. They disembarked Scurvy. in Adelaide this time, not Melbourne. Radelaide. Yeah, they went to Radelaide. They hear that silver has recently been discovered in a town called, listen to this, Umberumberka. 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 Yeah, which is uh, near Broken Hill. Mm. So they travel north, they go to Broken Hill, then they, then they go to Umberumberka, um, which is just west of Broken Hill, and they set up camp there because they Broken think... Broken Hill. Yeah. They think that's a good place to set up camp. Oh, that's one of the hottest places on earth. Yeah, it wouldn't... I mean... Umberumberka. Anyway, nowadays... Broken Hill. The town is long gone, but the reservoir that was built in 1911... For um, Broken Hill and Silverton and places around there, it still remains. Wait, there's a place called Silverton? Yeah, where silver was discovered. Oh, my God. I know. So, it just makes so much sense. Yes, I know. We discovered silver here. What would we call it? I don't know. Call it whatever you want. Gold Town? That's <laughs> dumb. <laughs> I can't think of anything else, though. What about Silvertown? No, that's too long. That's what about Silverton? <laughs> That's better. Brilliant. <laughs> so Myra's parents established a school there um, in Silverton, actually, called St. Peter's School. And Myra and her siblings all attended 
that school and that's where she was educated. Now, from a very early age, Myra always looked for ways to make life easier or to make things work better. So she definitely inherited her mother's engineering mind. Or my, she inherited my laziness to find things easier to do because do. I'm a lazy you ass be bitch. An engineer. I should. I mean, I'm I'm quite ingenuitive <laughs> when it comes to finding you are ways to do things easier. Yeah, you are pretty good like that. Yeah, like the other day when you were making coffee and I, you got the coffee thing and the tamper and you don't yeah. take the t- tamper out. You don't take it out. You just tamper it when it's you know in what? there. And I was like, that just takes time, genius. doesn't it? Yeah, I've lo- I've learnt lots of um, time saving life hacks. They call life them life hacks from you. Some I call them lazy bums. <laughs> But yeah. either way, they're great. Yeah. As a child, she came up with the idea of a self-locking safety pin, but she was never patented. So I've looked up a self-locking safety pin and it's not what you think. It's kind of like a round circle with a pin in the middle of it. Yeah. And, you know, like think of it like on a belt, you know, when you, you thread it through and if you, and if you thre- thread it through again, it locks. Yeah. So that she came up with that idea when she was a child. In the 1800s, I mean, anyway, she would, however, go on to patent just a measly 24 patents in her life. Oh, my Lord. So Myra was a bit of an inventor. She was. She was one of Australia's most prolific female inventors or even inventors, let's just say. Yeah. We don't need to say female. No, just because she had a vagina. <laughs> She's an inventor. So her first patent, is it patent or patent? I'd say patent. Patent. But you can say whatever patent. you want. Patent, yeah. Um, it was in 1905 and she built a device that would copy a skirt pattern from a book mm. onto material. Like a, a, tra- a tracer? A tracer, but it was a machine. So oh. it would trace the pattern in yeah. the book. Then you would make it be the size that you want and it would then trace it out. The machine would trace it out onto the material. So you could make you could start mass producing yeah. clothes. So you, yeah, yeah. So you could start – yeah, exactly, exactly. It probably – maybe the first like even – idea of like you know machines Machines, yeah yeah. produce like that well they probably the machine did the tracing and then the humans did the making yeah 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 but it was just easier to get the patterns out absolutely because someone would have had to do that before yeah exactly i mean do the maths to go Mm -hmm. you know before they actually had tracing paper and that kind of stuff and put it on every piece of material themselves yes bloody genius did them out of a job, didn't they? <laughs> Bloody so machines. Her, just you just wait to hear the things that she's invented. It's okay, unbelievable. I'm waiting. So her invention, <laughs> I'm waiting. Her inventions included a number of practical household devices. You know that little folding clothesline you use to fold up to pop your pop your stuff on if you live in a flat. <gasps> the clothes hanger. Yeah. 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 Mara. Did she? Yep. She invented that because back in the time, um, for a long time, people were washing their clothes and drying them on rocks. That's how Mm -hmm. they used to dry them. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and she's like, no, 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 no. I'm going to invent something that's going to make us be able to hang them when you don't have much space or you don't have rocks nearby. Yeah. Or an apartment where you can go one rope to the other apartment yeah. over the... Yeah. So, she, so it was a cross-like piece of wood on both sides, tied by both pieces of wood with some um, string or wire and... That is where you would go and you'd pop your clothes over the string and the wire. Bravo. Air dryer. You've got a folding bloody a folding air clothesline. Fl- fl- folding clothesline. Myra. Take that. I mean, next time you hang your – if you do live in an apartment and you hang in your washing out yeah. one of those, yeah. think of Myra. Yeah, every time they will now. In 1911, she patented – patented – paint. Mm. oh, God. She patented. She patented um, and improved – Diet for body wear. Essentially, a corset without hard stays. So, you know, we talk a lot about how shit corsets were. Spanx. She invented Spanx, didn't she? Kind of. The early version of Spanx. Yeah. She created it initially to support women who had scoliosis. Mm -hmm. Straighten them up. Curvature of the spine. But it actually would prove to be very popular among women um, at that time, who were replacing men in the workforce, and they were finding it really difficult to do a whole shift in a corset. So they all decided they're going to use Myra's idea and start wearing her unboned um, um, corsets. She tried to um, get the interest of um, major undergarment manufacturer Burley. Were they around then? Yeah. Wow. But they rejected her idea. Did they steal it? And Burley later made its own knockoff version of Myra's invention. But she patented it. it. She, uh, she did, but they would have, but I don't know. They just did a little bit different. Little, yeah, yeah. So she also developed a, um, a sling for carrying a baby. So you know how, you, you know. Baby Bjorn. You've got a baby Bjorn. Yeah, like a sling thing that goes over the thing. And they weren't common in Western countries mm. at the time. No. Um, and apparently it's been said that um, the Americans used to say that an Australian woman invented that because we've learnt that from kangaroos and how kangaroos carry Pouches. their babies and Joey's in a pouch. How yeah. cute is that? Anyway, she also invented a device that would do a facelift by a simple mechanical means. There wasn't much information on that, but anyway... Maybe let's just say that she was good with whatever the facelift was, was happening. So, I don't know. Like I don't what? know. Like maybe a, a thing around the sling around your face? It just said a device that affected a facelift by simple mechanical mean. I, yeah. She invented an automated fruit picker and packer. What? So, she said she even tried it on um, really sensitive fruit like blackberries and blueberries and it worked fine. And Sorry, can I just interrupt? Yeah. I am loving blueberries at the moment. I'm mad for them. Yeah, they're good. Can't aren't get they? enough. Yeah. I had a chocolate dessert the other night, mm. and it's just so sickening. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have every time I had a little spoonful of the chocolate dessert, I put a heap blueberry. of blueberries oh, yeah. on top of it. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Saved me. Yeah. Yeah, nice. Pete loves blueberries. Does he? Yeah, he loves them. Pete yeah. is the weirdest dog around and I'm here for um, it. It's like, um, it's like Tatum. You know, the um, Tatum. Tatum calls them um, 
sugar nuggets. Oh my god, I love Tony. Or sugar berries or something. He's like, I want sugar berries. Yeah, he loved him. I Tatum, don't know. yeah. Tatum is from TikTok. Anyway, we digress. Now, she also invented the press stud that can be attached to a garment without stitching. <gasps> A stitchless button, a stitchless hook and eye. She invented an automatic window which opens and closes by pressure upon a button. A collapsible, rigid and folding hood for a car. What? Which can be made to fit any vehicle. And then she eventually made that into what else has a folding hood on it that you push your little kitties around in? A pram. She invented the folding hood on a pram. Oh, my God. Yep, and an automatic air purifier and cooler. When war comes in 1914, she turns her hand to military devices and in 1915 she invents a kind of barrier, like a shield that can be used by the military. It is rifle, shell and machine gun proof and she calls it the defence fence. And uh, in 1915, a newspaper article mentions the device was under consideration by the Defence Department, but then they later rejected it. But go on to copy her idea and make their own. Now, she also developed, this is cool, she developed a light that could be projected um, a great distance and she initially had developed it to use in advertising. So, you know how you see lights, messages, words up on a thing? I think they call them gobos, I think, in the the industry. Gobos? Gobos, yeah. So we'd get a, we'd get a, you'd get a gobo made like in a, in a logo, for example, and you'd go to an event and, you know, you see it on the wall or something. So she invented that, but the military decided that they were going to use this, that, that same light and took her plans and her prototype and used it for, in the military to be able to send light a, a really far distance. It's an unconfirmed family legend that the light, she tested the light from North Head, on Sydney Harbour. To South Head. Causing confusion to the crew of a vessel out at sea who mistook the beam for that of the South Head Lighthouse. <gasps> Love that story, even if it's not true. Yeah, I reckon it's true. So she would also get her patents done overseas because Australia was too slow. And in an article that I read, she is quoted um, in saying, it's so difficult to get anything done in Australia. We are so slow and cautious about assimilating new ideas. It took three years hard work for her um, to get her first um, patent, which is the skirt and pattern maker. And she said it's also even very difficult to even get the attorney to listen to my ideas. So I think because of Australia, but also because I think she was a woman. Oh, you think? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, if it had been a guy, it probably would have been different. Do you reckon? A little bit. Okay. The fact that she invented so many things, that's amazing Mm. in itself. But listen to how she came up with her ideas. Okay. She would perceive a need for a particular product and she would think about it and she'd sleep on it. In her dreams, while she was sleeping, she would see the solution to a problem in great detail, including the way in which the object should be constructed and she would get out of bed and write down the details of the construction or formula for whatever she was making. She would usually write on whatever was near to hand, including sometimes the bed linen or the wall. And it was literally as though she was writing in her sleep. And they call this 
somnambulant writing and it's a thing, people Mm. who write in their sleep. Mm -hmm. She would write right to left instead of left to right and in the morning she would wake up and copy it out by looking into a mirror. Into a mirror. Wow. That's incredible. She also drew all of her diagrams and created all of her models for submission um, for for the pattern process while she was asleep. Yep. While living in Broken Hill, she suffered uh, an acute respiratory uh, problem when she had um, lead poisoning, mm. and she dreamt of a formula to cure her 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 disease. This is from a newspaper, the Sunday Times, Sunday the twenty third of December, nineteen twenty eight. I first tried this formula on myself. When I was young, I lived in Broken Hill and there I contracted lead poisoning. My parents placed me under the care of Dr. Hines of Adelaide. He treated me for a period and then I was suffering from constant attacks of hemorrhage. I was partially paralyzed, losing weight so rapidly that I had I was reduced to a skeleton. The doctors said I was suffering from, from consumption caused through the lead settling on the lungs and later said that I was doomed to fill an early grave. Because consumption Um, is tuberculosis. Yes. TB. Yeah. Yeah. Um, As I could not possibly survive. So she thinks, nah. No, no, no. no, no, I'm too young. Not done yet. Too young to die. So she she concentrates really, really hard one night when she's going to bed. And eventually the inspiration comes to her. She awoke one morning to find she had written down a list of seven ingredients in her sleep. The list was written backwards, of course, and when she held up a mirror, she found that she had placed near the chemicals exactly what each chemical would do. Number one and two will cut the mucus away. Number three and four will cleanse the lung. Number four, five and six will heal the lung. So from from these ingredients, she compounded a tablet and when the tablet was burnt, it would give off three separate fumes. And if you inhaled the fumes in a week's time, she was able to dress herself and in three years, she was completely cured and it never came back and she was fine. Did she, is this around? Did it help people? So she she discovered the um, cure for tuberculosis. Now, when why have we never heard of this woman? <laughs> we are now. Oh, I cannot believe we've not heard of this woman. Yeah, I know. So, um, when she's all cured, cured, she meets a man who she subsequently goes on to marry, and he's come to Australia. His health is not good. He has TB in the throat, and uh, for seven years he's been in a sanat- sanatorium. Mm. And it says the flesh has been scraped to the bone oh. and he was in the last stages. Oh, so she, she married feels, him. Well, she feels intensely sorry for him and to everyone's alarm, she decides to get engaged to him and try to help him, try to try to cure him. Okay. And Did she have to get engaged? Well, she obviously She's fell in love with him. Yeah, yeah, look, she loves him. She was confident that the treatment that she had developed would cure him. And so he started taking it, inhaling it, and gradually um, he improved and in a year they were married. (gasps) Although doctors said that he wouldn't survive three months, he survived another seven years (gasps) because of Myra and they went on to have two children. Her first child, a girl, also developed TB of the third finger when she was 18 months old and um, Myra treated her with her own formula and she recovered. She's now... She was, um, at the time of the article, which was in the 1920-something, 
She's 21 years old and she's never had um, a reoccurrence of any trouble. She also had a son who had no signs of tuberculosis at all. Wow. She then went on to um, visit the Queen Victoria Sanatorium and she would go around and start treating all the people who had tuberculosis and she would just she was getting this onslaught of um, like gratitude and thank you mail and some of the articles and news articles have the letters of people writing saying, you know, my, my son was like they said it was all over but this woman has come in and, and saved his life. Um, she also developed this thing um, that she called Myra's ointment. Ointment. That's a good word. That's a good word. A, you don't, we don't ointment. use ointments anymore, we do we? But God, it's a good word. Ointment. Mm. She developed an ointment for the skin and a woman had developed a disease which was called flower disease. And flower disease happens when you, when you get exposed to flour that's gone off and there's a fungus that grows in it. Mm-hmm. She was a pastry maker and her husband was a baker, so they were around flour all the time. And she developed this really horrible fungus growth yeah, on her skin. Yeah. yeah. And um, the doctors were like, no. Nah. We can't, uh, there's nothing we can do for you. Like, we've never seen this before. This is really rare. We don't know. So she sinks into a really bad mental depression and she'd almost abandoned hope when her neighbour, who happens to be... Myra. Myra. Hears of the case and she, she thinks, what if you pop on my ointment? What, what, I wonder what will happen then. So she persuades her neighbour as a last resort to try her ointment. And she puts a small quantity of the ointment on her wrist and she says that almost within a few hours there was some measure of relief to this woman. The fungus on the wrist was drawn out of the flesh by the ointment and in the course for a few days the wounds left by the fungus healed over and became normal healthy flesh. This woman was so excited that she would take a hot bath, smear it all over her body and wrap herself in a sheet. And the treatment was continued for several weeks with remarkable results. Wow. And in the local newspaper, um, they reported on it and they said, an amazing development of the case is that during the past three weeks, the victim has started on an ointment prepared by a neighbour from a formula of her own. And the improvement in her condition is so striking that she is now confident that she will soon be completely cured. She was not only an inventor, she was also a painter, um, a really excellent beautiful painter and she has a famous painting called seascape which you can look up you can google it it's lovely and she was known as a um as a as a genius slash eccentric and her eccentricities included keeping a foot of an egyptian mummy on her mantelpiece where it just remained and gathered dust and she was told told the housemaid don't touch it don't dust it you're not allowed to not allowed to touch it and it was thrown out with the garbage um after she had died and it was subject to a police investigation who had discovered this uh foot so she died at her home. I don't know the information around that on the 8th of March, 1957. Mm. And that's kind of all I know about her. But holy oh. shite. I'm sorry. That is all you could find. <laughs> like sh- there should be so much information about this woman. I know. That is just so yep. readily available. Yeah, that's all I could find. And I, I mean, I researched yeah. hard. Do you know what I was thinking that whole time – 
the more you came out with all the things, that would make a great movie. Absolutely. I think um, Rachel Griffiths should make that movie. You know, yes. she wrote Ride Like a Girl. Yes. She's into female stuff. I yeah. reckon she'd make this a really great story. How amazing, hey? I, I think it, it is amazing. Yeah. All of those things that yes. she did. Yes. Yeah. And you, you, we haven't, we don't know. And we don't know all of the other stuff. Like she's clearly, no one wanted to buy her medicine. Yes. No one wanted to buy her patents. No one wanted to buy her inventions. No. Like, why not? But if, yeah, well, if they, well, they went, it's a woman making it. So we're going to steal her idea but, and we're going to again make it ourselves. They, they stole. Thank you. They stole all of these ideas mm-hmm. because tuberculosis was cured. Yeah. So someone has stolen that yeah, yeah. formula. Yeah. Someone, you know, fungus. Fungus is still a problem. So maybe if we could find out what that ointment is, <laughs> yeah. we could go to Big Pharma. Totally. I know, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, incredible. So... The just Myra Juliet Farrell. You know, we did the first female mechanic. Yes. She, she, she could have used that hood. The car. On the car? Yeah, yeah. Well, she would did. Yeah. We don't know. We don't know. We don't know. And I tried and tried to look for a list of her because she's 24. I think if you're listening born and bred... Ladies, yeah. if you could look into this woman, because they might be able to find stuff that we couldn't. Maya, Maya Juliet Farrell. She went by a few different names. but um, Did she? Mm. They always did, the, didn't yeah. they? Yeah. I think she was Maria Juliet Farrell. Mm. And um, yeah, anyway, amazing, right? Yeah, really mm. amazing. And this is exactly when we what we thought when we wanted to do this podcast was the women that we've never heard of who do, who've done really extraordinary things. Yeah. And this is like actually I think one of the best ones we've ever had Thanks. for this yeah. because how did you find her? I don't know. You don't know? I don't know where I came did across she come her. To you? Did she come to you in a dream? She came to backwards? me in a dream. Backwards. Did you write her name backwards? Yeah, it was a- a- Aim. 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 Um, no, I don't know. I think I was looking at something else and she came up and I don't know. Wow. I don't know what day it is most of the time. I I love this though. Yeah. I don't know how you've found her. I don't know how either, but when I did, I was like, yes, queen. That's a really good one. Yeah. Yeah. Did you get a photo of her? I do have a photo okay, of her. Okay, so we'll pop that yeah, up. we've got a photo Because I'm of really her. keen to know what she looked like. So yeah. she did get married. I was I was thinking that whole time that she was going to be um, what they called back in the day a spinster. No, she got married twice. She mm. married um, the guy that she cured of TB. Yeah. Thanks very much. And then she had two children to him and then she moved to Mossman and she also lived in Bondi for a while. Oh. And socialite. Yep. And she married again and mm. had a, another son who went on to become a really famous um, artist. Sax, no, like a saxophonist. Yes. Oh. Mm-hmm. Is it Bill Clinton? <laughs> you know, he played the Kenny saxophone. G. Kenny G. <laughs> Kenny G. Kenny G played the. No, he played the thing. He was a saxophone. No. Yeah. No. Siri. <laughs> Hey Siri. Hey Siri. What did what did Kenny? What what? Who was that? 
That was your phone. That was your phone. No, it wasn't. It came from over there. Oh. Hey, Siri. What did Kenny G play? Flute. <laughs> what was the first one? Well, it goes on. Saxophone. Thank you. He played the saxophone, flute. Stop there. Alto saxophone, <laughs> tenor saxophone, soprano saxophone. Sorry. 17 I take saxophone. it back. This soprano saxophone, that that's the one he's really known for. Oh, okay. And it yeah. look it's long. Yeah. So it's that's why I never thought it was a saxophone. I win. I'm such a mole. Hang on, did my phone say yes, Annette? Because yes. I didn't. Oh, it said yes, Annette. Because you've got a man. Why do you have a man? Because don't you know the story behind all of these goggle bot bots are all women? Because we're in society used to telling women what, what to, to do. do. So I'm I changed my... mine <gasps> to a man. Hey Siri, can you, you change your too. voice to a man, please? Well, changing yourself. So I changed it to an I changed it to an English gentleman, and I pretend he's like my Jeeves. Yes, Jeeves. Um, Siri voice, Australian female. Yeah. I'm going Irish male. Yes, do it. Okay. And her name's Marcus. His name's Marcus. Can you ask Marcus to say mm-hmm. thirty-three thousand three hundred thirty-three? Well, I'm just downloading it first. Okay. 33,333. It's only 4% complete. Look, okay. we'll, we'll come back next with this step. next week. <laughs> <laughs> you, you've got to the end, so if you're still listening, we're just going to give you a few little credity bits. Executive producers of this podcast is me, Evie Jones, and of course, Annie Potatoes. But we've also got Sam Peterson. He's our producer, our editor, our wine boy, our whipping boy. He does everything. And he's also got a great podcast called Confessions of the Idiots. You know, if you all listen to us, we appreciate you. Follow us on Instagram at chickstreet underscore podcast. And you can email us at mychickstreet at gmail.com.